here once again we are back this is the voice of j culture you are locked into the voice of j culture podcast welcome greetings salutations come on in hang your jackets hang your coats hang your hats grab yourselves a beverage right man we've got a lot to get through this episode man and we're gonna start things off man with a little tiny bit of the small small news yeah yeah nothing too in-depth man it's just just a little acknowledgement of some of the things that's going on in the wider world of gaming we've had resident evil village what's that resident evil 8 that's um just launched it looks amazing what more can we say resident evil village i wonder what are as of right now what are the chances what are, what is the, the plan the the strategy for this game going forward um it seems to be on quite a few platforms um i wonder i do wonder if we're going to see a cloud version of this game eventually make its way onto the nintendo switch like resident evil uh, 7 biohazard did we shall wait and see capcom um it seems like their redemption arc is complete man we saw a real lull um which i believe it was them and square enix a couple years back were just uh, for me they were just in a real rut but as of right now as things stand right now with their latest release resident evil village i think it's safe to say that the redemption of capcom is complete all they have to do is maintain because we have seen some fantastic fantastic games from uh, the japanese gaming uh, publishing giant the likes of uh, resident evil 2 remake uh resident evil resident evil 7 devil may cry 5 uh, monster hunter world monster hunter world iceborne monster hunter rise we've got monster hunter stories 2 coming out soon well done capcom let's keep it going uh we're going to talk a little bit later on about some record more record breaking sales for nintendo and uh, just how that well they're doing uh, as per their financial results that have just been released we have had a a sale another sale in the nintendo eShop where a lot of jrpg games were put up there so i went in there and i rummaged around so i'll have a little bit of a word as to what i managed to salvage from that sale okay so uh let's get things popping man on to the next one Right, and we are back again, and it's, this is the first of three, the first of three topics I want to cover today, and that is Pokemon, the Pokemon franchise, uh, more particularly, new Pokemon Snap. Okay, the game is just released not too long ago, and it is garnering favorable attention. The sales look brilliant. Uh, as of last time I checked, as of recording, it was four times four times bigger um in terms of sales initial sales than the original on the n64 it is now a franchise with two games um so i want to talk about that and i want to frame it as new pokemon snap versus mainline pokemon or more specifically game freaks pokemon games right okay so let's get into this a bit now why that why that topic okay and that's because upon playing the games uh, let's say the ones that have come out on the switch from playing pokemon snap pokemon let's go pikachu pokemon sword and shield i think what has happened is uh, and i'm not alone in this is that pokemon new pokemon snap it captures a lot of the essence of what people want to see more 
from the Pokemon franchise, from the Pokemon series. It is so vibrant. It is so good looking and good, almost good feeling because it's not just the visuals from a from a technical perspective. I think that there is really, really a level of expectation that people have for mainline Pokemon games that are just not being met. And it's just not down to something as superficial as just the visuals. I think that is part of it. And I think uh, on a wider scale, technically, those games are not reaching uh, the the reasonable level of, of expectation that you would want from you know mainline pokemon because i keep on going back to this and that is that pokemon is the biggest media franchise in the world there is literally nothing bigger as far as media multimedia there's nothing bigger than pokemon now their flagship product the mainline pokemon games there's a reasonable expectation that they will reach a certain standard um the system that they are on they were primarily on those mainline games were primarily on handheld consoles for nintendo dating back from the game boy all the way up to the nintendo 3ds now they have made the switch to i was going to say a home console let's call it a hybrid console with that has come significantly more resources both in terms of hardware what is available for them to do in terms of um, game development design creation there's a lot more uh, horsepower under the hood with the nintendo switch for example than there would have been with the nintendo 3ds than there would have been with a game boy okay and what has happened is the games the mainline games have not kept pace they have not reasonably kept pace um, there are some things with Pokemon Sword and Shield that we saw coming up to launch that a lot of people were not happy with. There was the big fiasco regarding the national decks and so on, whereby, you know, those features were cut back and, um, you know, taken away from players, which we knew eventually would come because with every Pokemon game, there's just the, the added Pokemon. It just keeps on growing, keeps on growing, keeps on getting bigger. So we knew eventually this day would come. With Sword and Shield, however, um, it was said by the developers that the reason they chose to do it now at that particular time was that they wanted to implement bigger, better, more accomplished things like animations and, you know, uh, visual improvements. They wanted to make that leap up, right, that the system would allow them. What happened was none of those changes were implemented. None of those things were, were brought in. It was the same um character models from the handheld versions it was the exact same animations decade-old animations from the handheld versions they just literally copied and pasted and they brought it over whilst whilst withholding the national deck so you got the worst of both worlds it was a straight out flat out lie they are liars game freak you lie to the people and i think it's diabolical and it's not on and it's a franchise that is very loyal um how long has it been 25 is it the 25th year of pokemon i think they deserve better i think those fans those those fans of the series deserve a level of quality and at the very very least rock bottom minimum deserve not to be lied to then comes along new pokemon snap and all of a sudden all of a sudden it's like ah oh, you know this is in more line of what we expect now it is a spin-off now it is on rails which does free up a little bit more in terms of computing resources shall we say so the game looks more vibrant it looks better it looks like they're on completely different systems from um, 
the mainline Pokemon game, say Sword and Shield. And Sword and Shield, for, for, for most, for, a, for large parts of the game, doesn't look bad. Pokemon games tend to look clean, but there is a level of jank there. There is no need for some of those things to be there. For example, the draw distance is appalling. Things pop in and pop out. You see trees that look like they were on the Nintendo 64 for no reason. And um, even in the wild areas. And people say, you know, well, new Pokemon Snap was on rails. Well, Sword and Shield was was some of those areas and those corridors were so tight you might as well have been on rails you know there was a wild area but that was about as open as you got and you know in terms of when you're comparing that to what people actually want i don't want to go as far as say breath of the wild but something like a you know a xenoblade chronicles for example is is on a completely different level mainline game freak games seem to not hit that level of quality that is let's call it the nintendo standard they are just not hitting that mark and i i'm happy that bandai namco have managed to pull this off with new pokemon snap because i was very impressed with their work in Pokken. let's say um Pokken tournament right uh the nintendo switch version i was very happy with you know they, they polished it up a bit from the wii u version i was very happy with the backgrounds the extra pokemon that was there in, the, in some of those stages um the, the pokemon they chose as fighters uh, the way they handled their moves, their sound, the way, that, you know, their animations, their polygons and so on. It brought Pokemon and that Pokemon universe to life. Okay. It wasn't possible. It wasn't so perfect, but I, I, I'm sure I'm certain that it seemed like it was done with a lot more effort and attentiveness and care. And that was by a third party, sorry, developer. So what are your thoughts on, um, uh, Pokemon new Pokemon Snap I've been playing the game it's a very chilled game we play it on um, Sundays I'm just very interested into what you know you lot think about this it's a very hotly uh, debated topic and uh, that's just a little bit of my thoughts on it we'll see we'll see how it um, how it all pans out um, you know where it goes from 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 here we do know that the Gen 4 remakes which is something which was highly requested highly anticipated has been revealed and you know there was all that fervor for for the games to be revealed and it came out and everyone was just like Ugh. you know it was that same old debate it's like they're not doing enough this is not enough game free this is not what we want you know and then simultaneous at the same time in that same reveal they revealed pokemon legends arceus and again that seemed to be more in line with what people want from a pokemon they want to see pokemon engaging interacting in environments with each other and so on I don't think it's completely all the way there, but I think it's at least facing in the right direction for them to set off in that path. I think what people want is somewhere over the horizon. And I think that all this time for all these years, I think Game Freak weren't even looking in the right direction. But at least now they've done an about turn with Arceus. And I think that they are kind of facing at least in the right direction. When I'm playing games like Monster Hunter Rise, I, I compare that. And I'm looking at the monster designs. I'm looking at how, you know, they interact with each other. Some of those fights, they look like they're, they're scripted, you know, choreography. I'm like, is this real time? Are they fighting like that? There's the, the animations are super slick, super smooth. It looks awesome. You know, Pokemon should be lead, leading the way um, when it comes to things like that. And it just hasn't been the case. But hey, I digress. Uh, so what are your thoughts, man? Give us a shout and let us know. Catch us on stream. I think I'm going to play Pokemon 
new Pokemon Snap on Sundays. It's a real chill game. I like to play uh, chill game, chilled games on Sundays. So please come and join us over on our channel. That's uh, twitch.tv forward slash J underscore K-U-L-C-H-A. Hey yo, and this next one has got me amped. I am gassed in case you can't tell, man. Hot damn, yo, here we go again. Next, next from the crazy, crazy minds over there at Nintendo. You know something? Do you know what I'm liking them to? That company, I feel like they are a lot like, I don't know if you lot remember that film that starred Robin Williams. Was it, what was it called? Toys? And he was like this eccentric toy designer um, he had this company. I can't remember whether he owned it outright, but it was it was a crazy toy company, and they made all these crazy gadgets and toys and and so on. It was really interesting that film, and I feel like Nintendo is probably the closest thing we have in the real life world to um, that the company in that film. Well, they've gone and done it again. Okay, Nintendo has released a trailer for a software title. By the name of Game Maker Garage, Game Maker Garage, right? It's been announced and it will launch exclusively on the Nintendo Switch June 11th, 2021. That's one day before E3, okay? The trailer is there, you can check it out on YouTube. However, the trailer, um, it doesn't go into, you know, complete depth. I mean, a piece of software like this, I don't suppose you can you can convey all you can do in it. It's, there's almost an infinite amount of things that you can do depending on how creative you are. So um, I'm gonna go over some of the things here, uh, basically. This game now, what it is, is that you're creating your own games. I am a huge fan of uh, pieces of software like this. I think they're great for anybody who has a, a, an interest in game design, game philosophy, uh, programming and stuff like that, especially children. Um, so, you know, titles that come to mind, uh, RPG Maker MV, uh, there was Dreams on the PlayStation 4, fantastic, uh, Mario Maker 2, Nintendo's own Labo, which le this uh, leans heavy on, Wargroove, and so on and so forth. I'm a big fan, like I just mentioned, of this type of software. I think it's brilliant. I'm going to be picking this up day one, and this is how we're going to be doing up Father Son time. Trust me, try no. I think it's brilliant. Already ahead of time, I recommend it. Like I was recommending um, Labo for people with children and stuff like that. I think that kind of tactile feedback is brilliant. Um, the colors, the tactile feedback, um, you know, they can feel the different materials, the cardboard, the rubber bands, so on. I think that's brilliant way for children to learn because they are more engaged um, and they're building cool stuff like robots and pianos and uh, VR headsets and, and uh, light guns and steering wheels. It's just amazing. So this is in line with that. I think with this one, there is less um, physical product. It seems to be more so part of that mode that was originally in Labo, which was the, the, the game creation mode, which was how a lot of where Labo's value was because i think people didn't understand that with labo it's not just you create these cardboard things and that's the end of it. it it wasn't that there was this ongoing software thing where you know people would um upload different builds that they would make with 
cereal boxes with you name it whatever it was it wasn't just what came in the box it was an ongoing thing so it's like they've kind of isolated that part of labo and they've made it its own separate entity and expanded upon that in the form of game maker garage so it is a simplified programming right for the young and old uh, it uses characters called Nodon, I think they were. Now these Nodon are like nodes. So in um, computer programming, it's essentially a different language, you know. So this plus this plus this equals this, and that does that. That is a specific command for the bit of software. So these nodes are condensed. Condensed. It appears. Sorry, I don't know for sure, but it appears that these are already condensed, uh, ready-made versions of little packets of of uh, instruction. So you mess about with these nodes and they have varying and different results, but they're obviously being characterized and being given googly cartoon eyes and so on, right? Uh, it gives step-by-step -step interactive um, guided lessons as well, okay? So you're not gonna be lost, you're not gonna be floundering. Um, they're step-by-steps uh, guides for you know your children or yourself, whoever, right? Uh, you can, exchange or download games via the internet or local connection with friends okay a bit like super mario maker 2 or dreams on a playstation right and uh, on top of that once you've downloaded these you can then sort of break them down and see how you know they work how they've been coded uh, and utilize their components and techniques to make your own creations your own remixes of these um, a bit like labo in that sense okay now, controllers, the Nintendo Switch has many controllers. So uh, in the video, they do show the Joy-Cons and so on. I think that's a fantastic way to work. Uh, pro controllers are supported, but they did state on the website that you will be able to use a mouse as well. So, you know, for those of you looking to get into programming, learning or a career in it, um, it would be worthwhile that you can start here and use a mouse because you will be doing that in the industry. Okay, price. Um, it's been touted at $30, so yeah, but you weren't expecting that. So $30, you would expect Nintendo to be, you know, hitting you up for at least $60 uh, US dollars with something like this, but it's been touted as $30 US dollars. And I think the timing and the price, I think that's a great way to sort of, you know, capture the excitement around E3, you know, maybe being inside and so on like that, like a lot of us have been over the past year. E3 will be around and, you know, E3, for me, I'm always fascinated by the game development side of things, you know, hearing the developer commentaries. This is why I, I think Nintendo Treehouse is a fantastic thing because they provide round-the-clock coverage for E3, these new games, and you hear from developers the whole time, you know, where they break down the developer journeys, um, the concepts, what they were trying to achieve with, with the software that they've been making, and so on. So it launching around about that time, at least for me, and if anyone is... is you know, like me, I think this is going to be absolutely perfect. You're going to be seeing these new games, hearing this commentary and stuff. You're going to be like, wow, let me try some of that. And I think this is a brilliant entry point for um, people who might have that kind of of mindset. So what do you think? Game Maker Garage, what are your thoughts, man? Hit us up on the socials and let us know, man. I'll put the socials in the description down below, man. Totally out of left field. Who would have saw this coming? I didn't. But it makes sense because just before, I think it was like a week or so or two before um, they made this announcement, they closed the website for Nintendo Labo. So 
you know, similarly with what they did for um, Super Mario 35, once the Mario 35th anniversary ended, they shut down the service for that game, and then bam, we got Pac-Man 99. Uh, here, they shut down the website for Nintendo Labo, bam, you get Game Maker Garage. Nope, there you go. Hey, yo, we have to talk about this. You see, I was going to put this. Normally, I will put these things in the um, small news at the uh, beginning of our episodes. But I think this is not small anymore. I think once you reach these kind of numbers, I think we can safely say this is quite big. And it is big news. This is industry. You know, this is financial news. This is this is huge. Again, it's numbers, baby. You know how I do. I'm the stat man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sales, financial reports, Nintendo. Let's talk about it. Okay. I'm going to give you the big, big, big uh, clipbait uh, headline grabbing news. Hardware 84.59 million units sold lifetime to date of the Nintendo Switch. Software sales 587.12 million units with a 95% market share of Japan, the land of the rising sun, the gaming-centric uh, place of the world. They own 95% of that. Okay, they have shut it down. The console wars are over. Are over. You hear me? They are runaway leaders. I've never seen dominance like that in terms of sales, in terms of market share. It's, it's just something else. And it's strange that we're here sitting here when you know the rhetoric in, at around when was it 2016 should we say you know all the doom and gloom the negative forecast for for whatever their next system was going to be people were writing it off before they even announced it before they even confirmed that there was one you know it's a bit like it's a bit like writing off the the xbox the next xbox after the series x and s you know the whole new system not an iterative step not a halfway step but it's like writing that off and you don't know what things are going to look like seven eight years from now you have no clue but people tried to do that and here we are at 85 million units sold it's it's amazing it's amazing um i'll go into it a little bit more right so nintendo reports record four-year profits 85 million units sold with operating profits up 82 percent right year on year i think that's wrong i want to revise that Put it like this, 640 billion yen, that's 6.2 billion US dollars, okay? That's year-on-year -year operating profit. The previous high, okay, was 4.6 billion in 2019, okay? The next one after that was 15 billion dollars, and that was in 2008, and if you remember, that was peak Nintendo Wii and DS years. Okay, that's the last time when they were riding high. They have completely smashed that and completely smashed that again. Re-smashed that. Take that, take that, take that. Okay. Three, 30 million switches were sold last year despite worldwide shortages all year. Scalping, you know, they had they needed to have raffles in Japan. They still do, last time I checked. Um, there were shortages of the Xbox. If you remember, there were shortages of the PS5, which there still are. Um same with nintendo as well you know people they tout for some reason they say 
well, it, they only got that success because of the pandemic and everyone was staying home. But that was across the industry. There, there was nothing, you know, specific about about Nintendo's console why they why they would benefit from everyone staying at home and a Sony wouldn't. It, it just makes no sense. Uh, more so, more so, Nintendo had longer shortages because they had shortages worldwide for most of the year um the other console they they launched late in the year also you would think if we're going to talk about you know what was going on with the pandemic and how that would affect sales you would think the system that is a hybrid which half of its appeal is based around around it being portable with you going places and then everybody was forced to stay at home and then if you do play at home it is the weakest system that there is even weaker than probably the previous gen systems you would think it would be that one right but no the reverse happens which tells us it comes down it comes down to software it comes down with with the the quality of the software put out and the consistency of the software put out because again um you know things like them not putting out any games was touted well even with that being the slowest of years 36 titles they had right sell over 1 million sales in a fiscal year right if you and that's if you count sword and shield and pokemon let's go as two titles and not four so it just shows you know a lot of the sentiment and stuff like that it's not backed up by statistical fact at all and in fact it's actually the opposite it's actually the opposite because in the, even in the slowest year they had 36 titles sold over a million in a fiscal year that's insane that is insane and even then you're counting um sword and shield and pokemon let's go pokemon um pikachu and eevee as two titles instead of four um and that's fine that's okay uh mobile revenue it rose 11.3 percent to 57 billion yen that's 521 million us dollars um this, that represents a smaller part of their business and they're still caking to the tune of 521 million dollars um in 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 a year okay now going forward the expected sales are expected to pass the Wii lifetime sales of the Wii this year that is huge I felt that was huge for the PlayStation 4 when they achieved that and I said what I said at the time was that it's huge for a a dedicated console that is for core gamers okay that is put like this that is not for casuals the Wii was designed by design to appeal to the broadest range of people possible people who had no interest in games people who had maybe not played games in years or decades it was designed to get babies involved grandma involved families right not just people who already played games not just people who picked up a gamecube okay your grandma was not going to pick up a ps3 pad and and stop and and, and start learning uh tekken combos that was not going to happen but everybody's familiar with a remote control okay so that's what the Wii did. It, and if you remember that time, it was a time of great financial uncertainty. So a lot of industries were getting hit hard. Gaming weathered that storm. And that was a large part of that was due to the influx of new uh, customers that were uh, brought in by the DS and the Wii. And for the Switch to be passing that this year, whilst it's still active, not, you know, four or five years from now down the line, but to, to be passing it this year, it was amazing when the PlayStation 4 did it and it's amazing that um, the Nintendo Switch is doing it whilst it is, again, 
uh, aimed more at core gamers and it still got the likes of really huge titles to come out talking about breath of the wild 2 you're talking about the a potential new switch coming out you're talking about uh metroid games coming out you're talking about you know it goes on and on and on okay um with that with that you know uh 84 million upwards sold it must have passed past the legendary system and that was the the game boy advanced okay it's, it's already passed that a legendary system a handheld system so for this hybrid console to pass something like that up is no small feat but what does this mean what does it mean going forward well i'll tell you what it means it means that you are going to see more games it means that those franchises that you might have seen the smaller ones that you you might be missing things like a golden sun things like we haven't seen in a while like maybe an f-zero or someone they are more likely to now come out okay more games faster games more resources better games we shall see we shall see long may it continue as i said i think once you get to those kind of figures um within context i think that makes it big news industry spanning news it, this stuff goes over into like you know financial news and stuff like that you would you'll be looking at cnn and that will come up as a headline because that is big so we're going to keep that out of at least for this episode that had to make it onto the main part of our show and i think that is a perfect place to end it all i can say is big up yourselves massive thank you don't be a stranger pull up on us on our twitch channel that's twitch.tv j underscore k-u-l-c-h-a and we hope to see you there soon man please we're going to be playing some more games we've been playing um arms recently as of recording yesterday was a fist flying friday fight club so we played a bit of arms we kept it on arms that was a laugh um i've got back into octopath traveler we got back into uh control and some others so we'll see where that takes us man big up your chest please look after yourselves all right until the next one peace